Uh, so back for another episode of a chat with Pat. This episode is brought to you by Liam Bar Creative. If you want a new little startup business and need a website to go along with it, please use Liam Bar. He's the man to use for all your advertising and uh, creative, creative uh, wizardry ideas, I guess. So hit up Liam, hit him up on Instagram, Facebook. He's got all the connections and he'll, he'll definitely sort you out. This episode is also brought to you by the kind fine clothing uh if you want some sick vintage threads isaac quinn livens man he's got frequent frequent auctions and a lot of a uh, lot of uh, threads going up on the stream so make sure you keep an eye out if you don't want to miss out on your favorite piece of clothing um on this episode i'll welcome the amazing sam wilson welcome back and uh i guess local girl we both grew up together and doing amazing yeah. things so Thanks for jumping on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, how are you going? I ask all my guests how they're going. I am going really, really well. I think I've just <laughs> bought an apartment. Congrats. Um, yeah, still yeah. sign contracts. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm, everything's going pretty well at the moment. Yeah, it. wonderful, yeah. wonderful. So, um, and apart from, you know, the amazing project, everything else is going well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Work, life, everything Love and work, well. love and life, everything's really it's good. It's amazing. Yeah, I love hearing it's that. It's wholesome. Yeah. It's wholesome. So, where did this all start? Straight into it. Straight into the new Straight degree. Into when, it. Um, when did the amazing uh, empowerment of sobriety and the work you're doing now all begin? What's the story? How yeah, so the story is, I think, like, I would call myself, my past self, um, yeah. a heavy social drinker. Mm. I grew up um, in country Victoria where binge drinking was really the norm um, mm. and I wanted to be a part of it. So, my parents were quite strict in the fact that you couldn't drink until you're 18, but I managed to find ways around that. And then once I turned 18, alcohol just followed me through each stage of my life. So mm. I went to uni. Um, I guess that's where the binge drinking started and the excitement of going out and being social. And mm. um, and that's when alcohol sort of became the centre focus of my social outings. There was always alcohol at every picnic, at every um, birthday and every everything that we did. Um and then once uni finished, I got a nice corporate job um, mm. and Friday night drinks started and from the outside, everything looked good. I had a good paying job. I was working in Melbourne. I was traveling, doing everything I wanted, but um, on the inside, I wasn't as good as how everyone perceived me. Mm. I was drinking to numb feelings. I was drinking because I thought I had to. And um, yeah, it just it sort of evolved and this cycle started where I would be binge drinking on a weekend or on a work night, waking up like crap the next day and then eating like crap, feeling like crap, the anxiety was there mm. and it's just this cycle that went on and on. And I thought, you know, I can do this. I would like take a month off drinking here and there yeah. and I'd do a month off, but then I'd tell all my mates, hey, I'm not drinking for the month. Can we move our dinner out to next month or something like that? And it just, it, I couldn't moderate either. Like I'd go out and be like, oh, I'll just have one. And then I just feel jealous of all my friends drinking. I'm like, how come they can drink fine and I can't but you know social media doesn't show how everyone else feels shit the next day um and then yeah last year I had one of my best mates hens parties and I planned everything um I'm the organizer of the group and it got till 4 p.m on the hens day and I was like all right I'm allowed to start drinking now and I thought I could play catch up which Mm. I don't think plays well for everyone (laughs) for anyone um so I played catch up end up having a wild night, smoking darts, drinking too much, yeah. calling the ex-boyfriend up, doing stuff that you shouldn't do with your ex. Yeah. Um, and then the next day I had the hangover from hell and it was a four-day hangover. I was in bed 
all day until my housemate dragged me out for a palmy at the pub. Yeah. Um, but I didn't <laughs> didn't drink then. Um, and that hangover lasted till like Wednesday or Thursday. Like I noticed on Monday I was crying in the toilets at work for, for no reason. There yeah. was like no reason to be sad. Work was fine. I was just, my, you know, chemical balance wasn't right from mm. drinking all that alcohol. And then Wednesday I was still eating takeaway and not eating healthy. And I, you know, pride myself pride myself on being healthy um yeah so on Wednesday I was like nah I'm taking a break I'm gonna take three months um to give up like to take a break from alcohol and really learn about what it's doing to me whether it's right for me to learn like I went into it thinking I want to learn how everyone else can drink and I can't drink properly um and then I got six weeks in and I was waking up so happy I was full of energy and I just thought, why wouldn't I want to do this every day? Like, why wouldn't you want to wake up happy every yeah. day? So I gave up. Um, so, yeah, six weeks in, I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing three months. I'm doing forever. And it's been a year and four or five months. Um, and, yeah, never wow. been happy and so happy with my decision. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, And it, the best thing was multiple best things about that. I mean, the best thing is like now you're also helping other people and giving them resources and information about how they can just have greater responsibility in being sober and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, now, what was the most difficult thing about making that decision? Well, was anything difficult? What was some of the biggest complexities surrounding that so, change? Yeah, so there was more complexities in um, taking the break more than making the decision yeah. because I think the decision I made to give up, like it wasn't the easiest choice to make, but it was the simplest choice to make for my mental health. Yeah. Like alcohol doesn't make me feel good. So now I'm going to remove it. Yeah. But it was more when I was toying with the idea that in our culture, I didn't think that there was an option of being a social person mm. and not drinking. Like I'm a social bunny. I love like connecting with people. I love going out. And I just thought if I remove alcohol, I'm going to lose a part of my identity. Mm. and people are going to think that I'm not fun and people are not going to invite me to things. Do you think and a lot of people have this uh, feeling? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a total stigma they definitely that we have. Do. Yeah, Australia as well. Yeah, it's the whole of Australia. Yeah. Like, majority of Australia, yeah. I would say, <laughs> not the whole. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was it. It was this stigma that's attached with being sober that I couldn't get my head around. And um, Bianca Ismailovsky, um, she's a podcaster as, yeah. uh, as well. Um, and she went sober and, and she was a party animal and... So was I. And I thought like, shit, if she can do it, then surely I can do it. Yeah. Um, so she was like my inspiration for going sober at the start and yeah, forever grateful for her. And, and now our friendship too. Yeah. How did the people close to you take this decision? Yeah. I mean, you talk about there is this uh, culture, especially in Australia majority of yeah. Australia. Um, you know, it's a big part of our culture, singing a few tinnies and stuff like that. Yeah. How did the people close to you perceive it at the start? So there's, there's two parts of it. There's the first part where I said, I'm giving it up for three months and there was an overwhelm of support to the point that there was too much support. I was like, oh shit, maybe I do have a problem with this. Like all my best mates are like, oh, this is going to be so good for your mental health. You're going to feel amazing. And I was like, why are you guys telling me this? Like (laughs) you guys party as much as I do. Why am I the one that has to quit? Um, But they, they were really supportive, really, really supportive. My family, um, I come from a family of big drinkers. Mm-hmm. They were just happy that I'm looking after my mental health. They're always supportive of everything that I do. But then when I got to the six weeks point and I started being vocal, I'm like, this is forever now. Like, yeah. I'm done. They were like, oh, no, no, no. You can quit for a year. Um, you don't have to quit forever. And they were like, you know, but you've 
good to have like a champagne on your wedding day. Mm. And I was like, well, I don't have a partner. Yeah. <laughs> not planning to get married right now. But it, it's so funny when we think about someone giving up drinking, we think about all the celebrations that were meant to align yeah. with alcohol. And that's the first thought was like, oh, we've got to drink champagne on your wedding day. And I was yeah. like, no, 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 no. If I'm marrying the person I love, I don't need alcohol yeah. for that. Like I'll, I'll be like living in that joy. Um, I wasn't that far. Like I didn't have that mindset just like then, but I've got that now. But um, yeah, like the support was was wonderful at the start. And mm. uh, yeah, when I decided it was forever, um, yeah, there were some worries about that, about how, you know, how how am I going to interact with my friends now? But yeah, overwhelmingly, they were, they were really supportive, yeah. which is, um, yeah, wonderful to hear. Outside my circle, it's a little different mm. when I go and party. Like, I was about yeah. To touch on that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I remember I went home for a weekend um, and my brother had all his mates come over and we have a bar in our house and, yeah. you know, it's where everyone comes to drink. And I went and got alcohol-free beer and I'm gluten intolerant. So yeah. I was going to drink beer anyway because I want to catch up with the boys and be one of the boys. So I went, like we're sitting at the bar with all my brother's mates and um, my brother had poured some shots and one of his mates didn't want to do a shot. And my brother's like, oh, Sam, like, are you want to do a shot? <laughs> and I'm like... Brandon, I, I run soap mates now. Probably, <laughs> probably not a good look if I'm egging people on. Yeah. And, and like he stepped back. He's like, oh, yeah, sorry, so, sorry. Yeah. All good. And then um, one of his other mates is like, oh, come on, Sam, just do a shot. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm good. Not really yeah. going to give up all that I've worked for over the last couple of months yeah. for one shot. And he was like, oh, the old Sam would have. And yeah. that like, that was, that stabbed me yeah. um, a little bit. But that was just because I wasn't like that bad of a drunk yeah um like, we, like we knew each other like, yeah yeah we grew up with yeah no different to anyone else no like, no, no different else animal, like no different probably me for yeah. sure like yeah and a lot of people no like, it's just like it's just what you don't see the next day is how shit i feel yes and yes. how i don't look at my phone and how i'm scared to um you know talk to my mates about what i may have said or done to them yeah yeah and a lot of people go through that, which is why you're getting a lot of momentum yeah, as well. Yeah. You know, it's rare hearing the people who can just deal with it the next day. That's the yeah, rarity. Yeah. And the yeah. conformity comes from the people who are uncomfortable. Like I was talking to Michael about this. The uncomfortability comes from the people who um who are telling you, oh, I just had one beer, who are mm. telling you not to go sober because they probably can't do it themselves. Yeah. It's, it's uncomfortable for them to have someone sober yeah. around. Like that's it, where I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's... um. Yeah, no, they're definitely like knowing each other, no different, you know, back in Portland, like having a few social beers and the things, and these things you said about the events that we wrap around alcohol yeah. is quite, yeah. is quite interesting and fascinating, our relationship with alcohol. Yeah. yeah. It's so embedded into our culture. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like, um, yeah, Australia's hard on it. You know, you gotta have a tinny and all those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. It's, um. Yeah, people don't, you mentioned it, people don't see how bad it does get. And how bad did it get for you, like for an insight? Yeah. Like so, you talk about those, um, that um, day after and the crime yeah. at work, was, yeah. it, was that frequent? Um, yeah, so one of the, um, one of the worst of other bad hangovers that I had was the day after Christmas in 2019. Mm. Um, we're at my auntie and uncle's house um, on the waterfront and we were drinking champagne on christmas day and i don't well don't drink champagne now but didn't drink champagne <laughs> yeah. back then because yeah. i was like oh bubbles gets to my head mm. and my auntie was like oh come on it's christmas day mm. so i drank champagne um and drank too much of it and it went to my head and i passed out at five o'clock 
um, in front of my grandparents or my aunties and uncles, my cousins, missed out on Christmas dinner. Um, and then I woke up the next day thinking like Christmas day is my favorite day of the year. Yeah. And I've missed half of it because I was drunk and passed out. And um, then on Boxing Day, we always uh, travel to a holiday house. So my dad and my brother were getting the boat ready and I went outside in my pajamas in tears and I was like, dad, like, what did I do? What have I done? And he's like, you were just dancing and being an idiot. You're yeah. fine. Like, you're fine. So I went back inside and I was like, okay, everything's good. Everything's good. Everyone's fine. And then I just kept having like flashbacks and I kept thinking everyone was laughing at me the night before. Yeah. But they weren't. Like, my, like I went back outside and I was like, dad, like everyone was bagging me out. And dad's like, no, they weren't. You yeah. were with your family. No one was being mean to you. And then I went back inside and then went back out again. I was like, dad, like, just tell me what I did wrong. Tell me, like, what did I do? And he's like, he just, like, he was frustrated because he's packing for a holiday house. It's a frustrating morning in a household. He's like, Sam, you did nothing wrong. Yeah. Just shut up about it. And I was like, okay, now I've annoyed dad. <laughs> like, yeah. go back inside. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> um, and then it was the embarrassment of catching up with my family at the holiday house. Yeah. And I'd missed half a Christmas. Like, it was, yeah, so I think... Um, yeah, for me, like the hangovers just brought this worry about what I may have done. And yeah. I may not have done anything that bad, but I missed out on half a day that I'll never get back with yeah. my family. And I'll always have that shame around me. And then... The, yeah, that's like, a good word. The yeah, shame. Yeah. The shame. It's the shame. And it gets... Um not upsetting, but like the shame gets even harder when people try to relate your identity to that moment or yeah. like that's who you are. Or, you know, like yeah. you, you said, that's the old Sam would have, you know, yeah. the old Sam. Yeah. But, you know, that's not me. Like no. everyone changes when they're drinking. It's not a yeah. true representation yeah. of um of how how you are. Like yeah. um, it's like that common thing. You know, that, have you ever met the person who just stays the same when they're drinking and people start to have this jealousy about them because yeah. they're literally the same. Same, yeah. And that, that's got to be a warning signal there yeah. in ourselves. Yeah, yeah. functioning alcoholic. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. Um, but then when when those, I guess that Christmas thing happened and then you get momentum about the things um, and that overwhelming support changed, yeah. how did your whole outlook overall on life even change then yeah, like so how did any how did that um change in the capacity of thinking about work and everything yeah, overall yeah just well, one decision well everything had like this domino effect in my life because my social situation was surrounding alcohol like that's how we caught up that's how we socialized so with my friends we had to um think about you know how do we hang out now and mm. it was a blessing in disguise that I was a social drinker that went into lockdown. So I didn't have that peer pressure from mates, which was really good. Um, but the, uh, like that was okay. So that was a tick. That was fine. And yeah. then it was, how do we go through emotions now? So you're not going to mm. numb yourself with alcohol. How do you get through bad days? Um, I was also lucky enough to go through a breakup during COVID. Yeah. Um, so that was my first breakup where the girls didn't bring around wine. Um, and I think that's such a normal thing is like when you've had a bad day, the girls bring around wine. If you've had a good day, the girls bring around wine. So it was learning to sit in those feelings. And I realized I've never sat in my feelings before, like mm. ever, like I've never sat through a breakup and journaled what went wrong, like journaled whether I was happy or not. Um, learned how to wind down at the end of the week. Like yeah. a wind down was me for me was catching up for a drink on a Friday night with workmates. So um, because we were working from home, um, I didn't have that. So I called a friend event. I know that I'm a talker and um, that I need um, interaction with people. So for me to like 
get a load off is to like yeah. catch up with a mate who also wants to vent as well because I don't want to put all my shit on other people. Yeah. But like having that person that we can vent to at the end of the week and then I can switch off and start to relax and, and wind down. Um, and then the other thing was figuring out like my triggers. Like with alcohol, it's always in my house. Um, so when I went sober for that three months, I like stocked up on all this alcohol-free wine, shoved it in the fridge in like where we usually put our red wines everywhere. So when I did feel like having a drink, I could still go have a drink yeah. and I could still hold a wine glass in my hand. I think... Um, like food, people diet, like um, if it's not in your cupboard, you can't eat can't it. Can't eat so, it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I think um, marketing and advertising have done like a really good job of showing... Um, how nice it is to hold like a red wine during winter and have a bath with a wine. So I've just replaced that and put alcohol-free wine in it and I still get that placebo effect of chilling out and relaxing, but, you know, I don't have to mess with my mental health. Yeah. Yeah. You sound um, very self-aware now. Yeah. Is it come leaps and bounds since you were before? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I've learned so much about myself um, in – like my boundaries with drinking and socializing with my standards for myself as well. Like I think about with dating, like I love meeting people, so I don't mind going on a shitty date because yeah. it's a good story. Um, but that's my time. That's my like, you know, it takes a part of my brain and part of my heart. And I think that, yeah, I have such high standards for what I want in life and I know what I want. I know how to get it. I, my uncle, um, who's a really good mentor in my life. He, he says that I'll never go through life without a stone unturned. Like yeah. I'll always go out and do it now. And I've got that confidence from myself. I have to get it from myself because I can't get it from any other vice. Yeah. Like I don't have alcohol there to boost Not my Not from confidence. the girl, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't really use alcohol for confidence, but it always helped. Oh, it's a massive social thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially dating. And it's a good lead way in the next question because I think we got this uh, like stigma or norm that you know, dating at the moment, okay, you got to go out and have drinks. Yeah. And then you have four or five because you're so nervous and anxious about yeah. this thing that's going to happen. You build yourself up and then you get so smashed that you either make a bad decision that you regret the next day. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see hear your take on it as well about have you viewed those things differently now in yeah. dating or um, is it a whole different complex now? Like how has yeah. that changed? So, like with... Um, going out and dating we can like discuss but if we're going on an actual date and yeah. I met someone online and mm. we're going on a date I um I used to have that I was sober on my dating profiles and I've since removed that because the stigma is still that bad really um like I, I know that I won't like if I've had that I'm sober like on hinge you can decide like show whether you're drinking or not yep. um and I'll get less matches and I'm like I'm the same person so I removed it and then if I chat with someone and I feel connected with them and we're starting to organize a date, I'm like, hey, just letting you know I don't drink. Mm. And then it's up to them. And it, like, it's been 100%. Every person that's asked me on a date, then what I've said, I'm not drinking, the date's gone ahead. Yeah. So they're just judging from the profile and that like past scenario when I used to have it on yeah. there now. Um, what I do need to realize though is when I do go on that date, is to get the story out of the road. Mm. Because when we think of um, people that have gotten sober and alcoholics, we think of the worst case homeless person, paper bag of alcohol. So I was on a date with a guy and um, we're at a restaurant and the waiter came over and asked for a drink order. And I picked this restaurant because they do really good mocktails. So I ordered a mocktail and he just said he was fine with water. And I could see he, I could tell he wanted to order a drink. I was like, hey mate, like, Order drink, it's fine. Like, it's not a trigger for me. He's like, grabs loose, like, yeah, I'll have a cider. And I was like, fine. And then, you know, we'd, it was within like five minutes of knowing each other. So then I'm, I'm like, I need to bring it up now. And I was like, oh, like, you know, just letting you know, I quit drinking for my mental health. Um, I was, 
you know, a fine alcohol, a fine drinker, but um, yeah, it didn't have a good impact on my mental health that I couldn't handle the hangovers anymore. So I decided to give it up. And he thanked me for that response. Mm. And, um, you know, my story's uh, not a not a big rock bottom, but it it's still a hard story to tell. It's still part of like mm. my journey. But um, I do know when I'm dating that it is just easier to get the story out of the road because yeah. if I don't tell them what my story is, then their imagination's going wild. Like, was I, you know, a drunk driver that killed a kid or something? Yeah. Like, people think of the worst scenarios. Like people, had, yeah, it's like, oh, there's got to be some. There's got to be happened. like a real yeah, bad reason was, for you to give yeah, up yeah, alcohol, right? Yeah. Like, because everyone else yeah. is doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is when I'm going out partying with the girls and there's a cute person that I'm like keen to take home. That doesn't happen anymore. It yeah. is, um, I will admit, it's a lot of a uh, lot harder to get a fuck buddy when you're sober. Um, <laughs> but that's purely because if I'm out, they're pissed. Yeah. I'm not bringing home drunk dick anymore. I have yeah. standards. I don't have to be worried about who I'm waking up with in the next yeah. morning. But um, it's less of those transactional stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's more um, like I'm finding I'm having more meaningful conversations dating. Mm, yeah. Um, and then if I am out and meeting someone, great. We'll we'll catch up during the week. I don't don't need to take you home. Yeah. Um, I don't need to take home some sweaty person from the bar. Yeah, like, it's just, like I'm like, how did I do yeah. that? Like I'm the way too many oh you could just go through a montage like uni like the classic uni stigma like people that would have went through and yeah yeah yeah, it's not great to relive on that yeah they only take home quality most of the time yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like and it kind of takes away for people the um like just in general if they did do that like a the transactional stuff but then the time like as well like like it sounds silly time but then you're almost like a filter it's 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 taking mostly the quality and the person yeah the person who they really are away from the drinking yeah like i'll be the first one to put it up Myself, when I'm drunk and with boys, I'm so much more confident and different, especially in that outing, as a as a person than I am as the actual person I am. Yeah. Like, and it's kind of like this is who I am, and then if I you align with me in a meaningful way, then it's gonna you know go tenfold down the track. Yeah. You know, it's longer lasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, like it takes time to build that up. I remember in October when Geelong first started opening up again after yeah. COVID, I went out with the girls. And I was like, I have no idea how to flirt with someone yeah. sober. Like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know. Like, I was just like, what do we do? Yeah. And I was like, remember I like, gave a guy a smirk and I was like, ran to the girls. Like, oh my God, I smirked at a guy. Like, but that's the alcohol. I think that's the alcohol experience. Yeah. Like, like, you get the confidence enough to say something that you normally wouldn't, wouldn't say. say. I was like, like yeah. what do I do? Like, how do I talk to a stranger? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, been a big learning curve for the day. Yeah. yeah. So when did you want to make this into a project? Like, you know, sober mates. When did that yeah. come along? When, like, how and why did yeah. you find that um, that was going to be something meaningful we could do? And yeah, so I launched Sober Mates when I was three months sober. Yeah, and I thought of creating it when I was six weeks because my friends were a bit iffy about the idea, and I'm all about community and people. And I was like, I need to talk to someone about this, otherwise I'm going to be like a vegan or a marathon runner that's going crazy on my like profiles, <laughs> like telling everyone yeah, about tell it. Everyone about yeah, it. yeah, so yeah, like I it. need to create another platform for this or well it wasn't even at that stage I was just like I need to find a community I need to like discuss with other people my age like the um you know struggles of giving up drinking in your mid-20s like it's the peak of your social days and Mm. the tools for giving up alcohol in our culture um and there's some wonderful resources in the UK and the US but I couldn't find anything in Australia that understands like our complexities have been drinking culture the uk or, have resources more than us <laughs> i'd say it's something yeah 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 exactly <laughs> like, right they, they love yeah, these yeah, yeah they love it um so that's where i was like well i'll just create something and 
everyone I spoke to, I thought I was probably two years ahead of my time. I thought Australia is not there on the sober movement. Yeah. We're not ready for it. I somehow thought my story was really unique. Like I was like, oh, I'm the only one that gets really bad hangovers and I've made this change. And then when it all launched, I got some really good media at the start um, and some really supportive friends that helped me share the word and it really took off. And I was like, oh, okay, like everyone else gets hangovers. All right, I get yeah. it now. And everyone, um, you know, I'm not an expert in this industry and I'm, I'm not going to pretend to be if I don't know something, I'll say it. But yeah. um what, I, what we create on So Mates is relatable content and that's mm. easy to digest. I want you to be able to sit on your phone if you're scrolling Instagram, if a post pops up, you can, you know, our posts are longer than usual, but you can read them and learn mm. something good about yourself, learn about your triggers, learn about, you know, how to have a conversation with your mate who's going through a hard time and you can see that they're drinking or that you're feeling like that and how to discuss with your mates, oh, I'm not drinking this weekend or I'm taking a bit of a break. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That is so amazing. And you say it's a movement and myself and Michael were talking about before how there kind of is this movement. Why do you think it's gaining so much momentum? I mean, you, you mentioned um, there's reality in it. Like yeah. people, there's a lot of people feeling the same way and just yeah. getting over it. Why do you think there is such a movement now? Yeah, I especially think, like, is there anything else that's popped up? Yeah, I think there's um, been a big change like the last 12 months with looking after our mental health. Do you think it's because of lockdown as well? I think, yeah. it's, I think it's a bit of lockdown, but I think it's just the change in our culture that we starting to care more about what we're putting into our bodies we're starting to care about our mental health more and um you know like seeing a psychologist is less taboo than it was and yeah. i think um and also like from our parents generations as well like we've seen what they get up to and we've seen what our parents uh mates parents have got up to and um it's funny the demographic on soap mates is like our age and then we have the late 30s of people who've had their time and they're done yeah. but like this really interesting demographic is the 18 to 21 year olds that message me and they're like hey all my mates are drinking I don't want to be wow. like them and I'm like you guys like like how do you like I don't, can't believe they're feeling like this it's incredible that this next generation is much more advanced than us and yeah. thinking about like what they put into their bodies and and they don't get it. They're like, why would you want to like not know what you're doing and make mistakes like under the influence? And I'm not sure. I know not every 18 year old's like that, but um, yeah, a lot of people that come through on soulmates like they don't want to join our generation of you know getting binge drinking yeah. and blacking out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And we touched on lockdown as well. I mean, we saw we're talking about how interesting it is the uh, the lock-ins now become a thing. Like there's yeah. the other end of the spectrum where. It's like the alcohol and unfortunately the drugs are going to find their money and it's going to find their way. People thought, yeah. oh, no one's going to do anything. You can't go. But yeah. people are still going to find their vice. They're still going to find it. Yeah. They're drinking and having their parties in a house and like everyone's breached COVID protocols, let's be frank, and yeah. they've had too many people over. Yeah. Um, it's just like so interesting the contrast with the alcohol consumption in lockdown. Did you think, did you find that as yeah, well? Yeah, I am really, really glad I gave up drinking a month before lockdown because yeah. – I'd be scared to see where I'm at now because I used to drink when I, I worked from home one day a week before COVID yeah. and I'd always have a wine in the afternoon. Yeah. Like I'd be doing that five days a week. Um, and yeah, alcohol was 100% seen as a coping mechanism during lockdown and it, like no one batted an eye to it. Like it was, yeah. it was fine to be drinking in the afternoon and having a knock off by yourself. And I think what's, you know, how... I would have seen Australia's drinking culture is that it's really social. Mm. Um, 
where lockdown changed that and it changed into I'm home alone or I'm home with a housemate and we're just going to drink as a coping mechanism to get through the day and yeah, numb what, your feelings. Fuck it. What's yeah, fuck what else, what else yeah, what is better else to do? Like, what yeah. else are you going to do? And, um, and I think people get a source of entitlement from that. Like, yeah. I'm in lockdown, so I, I self-sabotage. I deserve yeah. this in a yeah. way instead yeah. of yeah, trying some new hobbies or yeah. trying to explore some other thoughts, like their own thing within themselves. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the hard thing is, is if we're using alcohol as a coping mechanism for anxiety or, or not feeling great that day. That's not going to change within the 12 hours. When you wake up in the morning, that anxiety is still going to be there and it's going to be worse because you've fueled yourself with alcohol and your body's trying to get rid of it. So, yeah, Yeah. I I do feel for everyone that, um, you know, did drink more during lockdown. Um, But, you know, I hope that, you know, now that we're sort of a year out, um, that we've started to see that that was a negative thing that we're doing to our bodies and that we are learning to, like, understand different coping mechanisms of know how to get through a bad day without alcohol and how to wind down without it as well yeah what was i guess you talk about coping mechanisms more precisely what was some of yours and the little thing i mean yeah. did you put a higher priority on your self-care yeah and mental yeah health? yeah um so mornings are a big one for me i get up at five because i like a slow morning and i like to do it just for me i work a quite a stressful job but i, yeah. I choose to do that and was i love this it something you did liked before mornings yeah. Yeah. yeah mornings were always my thing and i know if i didn't start my mornings right or if i started my day for someone else and not for me then yeah. i'd have a bad day um but like i am religiously don't snooze my alarm i meditate i am getting there with journaling i really want to say that i do it consistently because it is so good for my mental health um but journaling's been a big one um if i can get it consistently i think i'll be like this magic woman (laughs) um we're not there yet but yeah so my coping mechanisms has been making sure i get outside um the yeah the one hour a day when we can leave the house like you need to get out you need to get that fresh air um it's amazing yeah what the endorphin rush will do for that um and then Big one for me has been uh, swimming and ice baths. So yeah, yeah that's, I did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's ice baths has been more recently in the last six months. But um, yeah, I started swimming at Eastern Beach in July last year, uh, three times a week, mm. and it totally changed everything for me. That cold water shock therapy, the getting outdoors in the morning, watching the sunrise from the water was yeah changed yeah changed my mindset for the rest mm. of the day. It's funny. Yeah, I had this conversation with. One of the boys, I said, you know, it's actually kind of, you know, it's good waking up feeling good, like, yeah. you know, on that yeah. Sunday and being productive. And it's, um, I can only imagine for you, it's, yes, that's it's become addictive. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's contagious. Yeah, yeah. It's contagious. Yeah. And I just don't know why um, we still have this stigma. And I think it's a stigma that's going to be next broken down with this movement is that, you know, while we don't feel, even just, you know, you don't have to go cold turkey, nor do you have no. to feel like you have to announce it. No. Like, um, in a way, it's just to make, it's just to have a greater license and responsibility in changing habits, yep. I think. And like, you know, I was saying, boys, like, it, it feels good just waking up feeling good. Like, yeah. And that's the grog, I think, honestly, yeah, I, sometimes. I heard this um funny, not funny, it was a good quote the other day. Um, oh, now I've got to remember it. But it's, yeah, feeling drunk feels good. Mm but nothing feels better than waking up without a hangover. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like we always, like you do get that buzz from alcohol. I'm not going <sighs> to deny that alcohol doesn't give you that good buzz after your first drink. I don't mm. agree for the rest of the drinks you have, <laughs> but yeah, nothing like, yeah, I, I wake up happy every day. Like it's, yeah, I just love it. I'm so happy. Yeah. I love it. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, and then for what about, I guess kind of 
for anyone that's probably listening to this and want to take something away from how would you think is the best first step to start in just even lowering alcohol consumption and maybe even down the track turning sober if they wanted to yeah i think um if we're looking at lowering our alcohol intake it's at a first stance is understanding how, how you hang out socially yeah. um, and talking with your mates about, hey, can we do th- like other things where alcohol isn't the focus? Mm. Um, I, I struggle with the idea of moderating because it didn't work for me. Like I couldn't go out and have two drinks and be fine with that. I'd be, yeah. you know, looking at you and be like, oh, like he gets a drink and I don't and I've got to stuck and I've got to have two. But yeah. that was like mindset. So it'd be interesting now if I thought if I went back drinking how I would drink um, because I've like learned so much about it. So I think a big one is like learning about alcohol, learning what it does um, to your body, checking out Soulmates posts. There's also um, a really good book, This Naked Mind by Annie Grace, and she totally flipped my mindset. And I think if we're looking at... um, you know, making a change with alcohol in our relationship with alcohol, then we've got to understand that's got to come from ourselves. And mm. just saying no to a to a drug isn't going to work. Yeah. Um, you've really got to change your mindset on that. So if you are looking at low intake, I would definitely say getting educated around it. Yeah. But also, um, if you can, like, take a break from alcohol. Like, see the benefits that you're going to get from taking a break. Like, if, you, if you're not ready to go sober, yeah. that's so fine. You can be sober curious and, um, you know, work on understanding your triggers around drinking and, and changing, like, social things and, and bringing alcohol-free drinks to a barbecue or something like that. But if you can, highly recommend taking a bit of a break to really, um, first of all, let your body heal and you'll start feeling the benefits and having more energy, but also, yeah, take that break to understand what it's doing to you as well. Mm. Do you think people who... I guess, struggle to get, I guess, not get, like to limit their drinking consumption. Um, is there a facet of that kind of have this component where they don't have any other social, like a limited social circle where they're yeah. not finding other things to do outside of this? Yeah, I think um, when I was... Like t- we know the local pub, unfortunate drunk or the local, yeah. you know, the yeah. people who go there every week and they meet up with people. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I think, um, yeah, when I was toying with the idea, I... You know, being this social person, I thought my social life was going to close in. I just thought, no, like I'm going to be less social. Um, You know, I'm going to have friends to hang out with. But my whole world has opened up in in ways I couldn't believe. I have so many different communities and groups of friends now. And I think that when you've got um, the good mental health, when you're feeling self-aware and self-confident, what you're doing is that Mm. opportunities will find you and you'll find them as well. Um, Even like health-wise, I found... Um, you know, I was never, I was, I was always healthy. I was always going to the gym, but never that consistently. And my health and I'm like the fittest I've ever been. And that's because like your body wants more. Like once you like your liver starts to repay itself and you start feeling good, like your body wants you to do more. And I was like getting up earlier and I was doing more stuff during the day. And I think, um, yeah, I I do understand that the worries that, um, you know, your life is going to be shut down a little bit um Mm. when you give up drinking but that's just stigma that's just what we think it's just like it doesn't happen at all if you are um giving yourself more hours of the day and you are feeling good about yourself you're gonna do good things with that time Mm. you're gonna find more opportunities and, and you do create more hobbies and i find it like there's like a um, a weird Reddit thing about um, like, you know, what have you, um, like what hobbies have you taken up when you become <laughs> sober? And there's like weird random lists. Like I do ice baths, like a similar, I haven't done anything like ice baths would probably be the weirdest one um, that I've <laughs> taken up, but like 
yeah, don't you want to do more? Like, and learn more stuff about the world exactly. and, and learn about what like brings you natural highs in your life. Or there's like, at least my town area fairy, but it's like there's a self exploration about it. There's something yeah. cool about not just anything like that. There's anything I guess worthwhile or difficult that people can take a lot from because it's you, you, it's going to draw out all different sides of you that you never really had before. Yeah, and you know, take a certain amount of discipline and like myself and Michael were talking about again, like these challenges are kind of on the rise and. Um, yeah how there's no greater uh, life, there's no greater skills that, you know, in life like discipline and consistency um, like throughout a whole life. It can teach you a lot more things than it can than a 60-day challenge. Like, yeah, yeah. And um, I think people really struggle to comprehend that. Like yeah. They really got to announce things like it's great, you know, on a, and then I've got to do – like they almost got to feel obliged to have to do a challenge to prove something. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, it like, does. Like I think um, – with giving up alcohol, it was like I had the mindset like two years ago. There's yeah. no way I'd believe where I am now. Yeah. And I was always under the impression that you can't be social and be sober in Australia. Mm. And I've flipped that now and I'm still just as social as ever. And now like I'm in this like path now where everything's going pretty good. I'm like, well, what else can I challenge in my life? Yeah. And so now like a week ago, I started running and I've always Great. said I'm, I'm not yeah. a runner. Like I've yeah. always had that mindset. I'm not a runner. I don't have a body that runs. And I'm like, well, if I practiced and I trained and if I got people to teach me how to run well, well, mm. then I can. So I'm just going to flip that now. Like it's just, yeah, the, it's, I think it's all mindset. I yeah. think, yeah, yeah, mindset's a big one for me. If there's something that I don't know, um, like last year, I um, got a new job and a nice pay rise and I thought I'm not managing my money well. Someone did a money management course and now I'm like, now I've bought an apartment. Like right. it's, yeah, I think if it, for me and, and learning how to be a better person, it's like, all right, well, what am I struggling with? Who's a coach that can help me with it and how can I flip the mindset side of it? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. It's just, congrats. It's so good to hear. Yeah. But, um, and also, it's this funny one where we, um, you know, we go from Monday to Friday and we're caught up in this cycle and then we get to the Friday night and we're thinking, you know, I've earned to yeah. get hammered. Like, yeah. You know, you don't necessarily earn anything, unfortunately. Yeah, like, you, you don't. Know, <laughs> you can you know, go Monday to Friday and unfortunately on our stuff that I've earned these beers and this is cycle yeah. where it's like, fuck it. I've, you know, what's so bad going through your Monday to Friday that you feel like you have to drown yourself in alcohol? Yeah. And people will hate hearing that, yeah. but where you've but got that's, to, that's, but that's what everyone's yeah, doing. Like your Monday to Friday is the problem there. If yes, like, if you exactly. you have to drink to get over your week, that's like a whole nother issue. It's like alcohol is yeah. Yeah, using it to numb those feelings, yeah. but yeah, sort out your week. Like yeah. who wants to like, um, you know, people say, oh, um, oh, fuck, I hate Mondays, you know, because you've had such a big weekend. But Monday's no different to a Sunday, like, no. honestly. Like you may yeah. not be working, but it's, just, it's still a day. You've got 24 hours in it. Yeah. And, you know, you decide to whether wake up, I mean, wake up good or not yeah. with the choices you make. And if you make a few bad choices, well, um. It's either that you got to prepare for that and the things that are coming, or you know, make some significant changes. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're having a great Monday, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly right. And you've completely <laughs> forgot it was Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever noticed? Um, I guess yeah. Again, through your project, uh, stark differences between like males and females in their drinking habits, or the effects of it. Yeah, um, I think uh, majority of our community are females. Yeah, I want like. A lot Why of- do you think females? get make make the choice a bit more there's there's less peer pressure for women there is peer pressure for us um 
But the the peer pressure to be a blokey bloke drinking beer mm. is really strong in Australia. Um, and it's really socially acceptable to get blackout drunk and to do shoeys and, and have a laugh and be that king. Yeah. The life yeah, of a party, yeah. The life of a party, I think. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting comparing like my brother to myself. Yeah. Um, we're different in the sense that um, I didn't drink for confidence. And I don't, mm. I'm not sure how Maddie is going to be telling this to everyone. But he, like he drinks for confidence. He's not a, like he's shyer than me. And he like when we talk about our drinking habits, um, we still have equal amount of anxiety. Mm. But he he's he feels he needs to drink to for that confidence boost. And I think he's flipped that script over the last couple of months. He's like, oh, my mates just want to drink. I don't want to do that anymore. Like I want to go motorbike riding and diving and things like that. Mm. So it's it's a slow burn. And I think the um, yeah, the, the pressure that that men have to be like this social fun guy at the life yeah. of the party when not everyone needs to be that like at all. Um, we were offering some tips on soulmates about how to socialize without alcohol and it's about finding your place in a party. For me, alcohol or not, I'm going to be the people like bringing all the newbies together, like mm. making sure they've got friends. Like that's my role. I'm like the community person at a party. And if you're not the the confident community person that's fine you don't need to be like if we think of when we caught up um when we had a parent set up play dates Mm, you see kids they've been brought together they've never met before they're like awkward for like 20 minutes and then Mm. 20 minutes later they're i don't know playing with cars and like interacting and i think that's a good thing to have like if you're shy at the start of a party that's just your um biological stuff that's going yeah. on you're meant to be nervous when you rock up to somewhere new oh 100 like, percent change yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. meant to be nervous you're meant to be afraid because it is unknown and if it takes you 20 minutes to settle into it mm. then like that's all good i think it's about learning how to i think we've derailed so much when we're talking about men but i think um you know you've it's it's okay to feel a bit awkward at the start like yeah, it's, yeah and then ease into it if you're still going to be that shy person then you know glue yourself to the host like help them get some drinks for people or serve food and, and do things like that you don't have to be the life of the party and once you find your um you know your little niche in the party then that's when you'll shine because like everyone's got a beautiful personality and everyone's got something to yeah. offer um yeah it's just about finding out you know what you can do and i think um like with uh, I guess girls and females, they communicate a lot better with men. Yeah. So it takes kind of that facet out of it where guys have to almost ease themselves up to saying something yeah. you know, and have a proper conversation yeah. with their mates and have some good, you know, D&Ms that yeah. they never would have had before and stuff like um, that. It's it's interesting when we're talking about men's mental health that um, there's a lot of organisations now about talking about, you know, make sure you bring your mate to the pub to have a drink to talk about your feelings. Yeah, And I just... I just don't get that because like yeah. you, there's still like alcohol's still there and you're still putting a drug into someone and you're still numbing their feelings and giving them a, like, a, like you are giving them a sense of release for that mm. hour or whatever. Um, but I think there's just other ways of going about it. And I think it is changing culture, but there's some guys in Geelong that do a Saturday morning walk and they all get a coffee and go for a walk along eastern beach yeah. and they just have a chat and they're fully sober and then they can go off yeah. to do Auskick and all the parental yeah, stuff yeah and i've heard some do. boys that do like um 
a run club on a Sunday yeah. or something or yeah. like you know, they go in the ocean and yeah. I think it's during the week or a Sunday or something like that. And they're, these are NRL boys too. They used yeah. to come from the blokiest of hardest of beers and stuff, but they go each Sunday and they yeah, make themselves Yeah, I think it's account. about, yeah, changing how you catch up with your mates that, um, yeah, if your mate's going through a hard time, like rocking up with pizza and like mm. watching the footy and just changing the drink beverage, like getting some alcohol-free yeah. beers, you can still have that placebo effect as long as it's not triggering for you. Um, mm. But, yeah, changing those catch-ups so you can have those healthy conversations. Yeah. For me, like, um, even just some of the most wholesome times and, like, I don't know, I've probably been a bit lucky where I've been somewhat responsibility times. I can just sit and I value um, just watching the footy and having two beers. Like, it's yeah. way better than getting hammered yeah. and, you know, at watching and having to put the gas on the pedal and have a 3, 4 a.m. night. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think um, once, you know, hopefully when we get through a stage, a lot of guys can seek themselves and doing that with their yeah. group of mates or finding yeah. something else to get into and yeah. dragging some other mates like into it. It's hard. it's hard when our, like, our nightlife <sighs> is so surrounded by um, alcohol. I think what we're going to be doing <sighs> with soap mates is creating nightlife events mm. where alcohol is not the focus. So going to live gigs and having social catch-ups like yeah. that because there's a lot of communities that do like brunches and walks, like which is cute. Love it. Yeah. But we already do that stuff sober. Stuff, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I want to change the game in changing how we socialize on a Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Go from there. Yeah. Do you think that, um, have you had any, anyone come up to you and, you know, say, look, you changed my Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Had, I was, um, two weeks ago, I was at, um, Beeves Bar in Geelong and yeah. having a nice night out with the girls. And this guy came up to me and he's like, hey, you're Sam from Soapmates. I was like, oh my God, I am. Yeah. <laughs> hi. And, um, so, yeah, like he shook my hand. Um, it was yeah. really, really serious conversation. Um, and he was like, I really, like, thank you for what you're doing. And yeah. it's like, thank you for showing, you know, a young person going out and getting sober. Um, and it's like, I had a message from a mate yesterday that we posted on our socials. He woke up with a hangover on a Sunday and he went straight to Soapmates, read our posts and he's taken a break. Like, yeah. yeah, I think, and he thanked me for being so open about my lived experience because um, everyone goes through it. Everyone yeah. has hangovers. Um, and I think, yeah, I I really hope that, you know, if anyone ever wants to message me when they're having a shitty Sunday, I will send you some really funny voice memos or hopefully boost you <laughs> up a bit. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it is really changing. And, you know, those um, – the big binge drinking nights, it doesn't take us for one day. It takes us for a couple of days before we get our head right. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you find – this might, might be a bit, bit of a giggle, but did it get worse as you got older? It does. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yep. think absolutely. It does. And I'm only like 27, and it got pretty bad. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and um, yeah. It's I've been I've spoken about it on the podcast a lot. Like I've been incredible. Like you know, I've talked to a lot of people about this. Where um, in the lockdown stage, I think it really refined the things that I wanted. And then I said, you know, I'd rather even again not the best, but I'd rather get a house with a few of my mates and have a big time three or four times a year instead of going out countless random weekends in a row because yeah. there is just no point for me. And yeah. I like to hope people can surround themselves with people that they value enough that they can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I really think that sober mates and something like that can instigate that in a lot of people. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Now, if anyone wants to, I guess, reach out and maybe think about 
um, getting sober and cutting down? What do you think is the best steps and point of call for anyone yeah. that might be listening to this and might be sober curious? So I think the first thing is making the decision and knowing that decision's just for you. Like, don't worry about what your mates are doing. Um, if you're deciding to take a break, understand that you're making this choice for yourself, your mental health, whatever mm. reasons you have. Um, and then go with it. Make a plan, get some alcohol-free stuff in your house, um, read some good books, check out So Mates and start, um, like once you're like a couple of weeks in, start really enjoying those health benefits. Like you can have so much time in your day and start filling in with like really good wholesome activities that you want to enjoy, like find out what your natural highs are. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Sam, if anyone's listening to this and want to find out more, where can they find you? They can find us on Instagram at So Mates, our Facebook page and yeah, check out our website as well. Sam, thanks for, thanks for jumping on and chat with Pat. I really enjoy this one. I think a lot of people will as well. And all the best for the future. I know you're going to kill it. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, heaps. Cheers.